Welcome to the Frappa 5x5 podcast. The format of this podcast is that we ask our guests, someone from the industry, five questions in about five minutes. Our category questions range from formats to personal life, so there's always something to learn. Our guest is Richard Ager. Richard is Executive Vice President, Legal and Business Affairs Global Entertainment at Fremantle and is London-based. Richard is also a Frappa Advisory Board member. Hey, Richard, thanks for your time to do this podcast for us. No problem. Lovely to be here. Uh, so let's get right into it and let's hear what five questions you picked and what your answers are. From the personal questions you picked, what was your favorite childhood format? Uh, I was thinking about this. It was a thing called Cracker Jack, which was on the BBC. Uh, and I was watching it in the late 70s. It was on from about the 1950s, actually, on the BBC. But it was an absolute brilliant example of a format. Space in time. All the kids would come home from school, school would be over for the week, and the presenter would say, it's five to five, it's Friday, and it's Cracker Jack. And the, the kind of format was, it was a variety show where people with bands would come on and, and various and sort of comedy sketches, but it also had real light entertainment kind of format ideas. One of the game shows was brilliant. It had, people had to hold on to the prizes they won. If they dropped them, they lost them, but they also had to sort of hold on to cabbages as well, kind of things like that. And it was just a brilliant, kind of time and place that a brilliant bit of light entertainment everyone in the crowd was were children and they were absolutely mad for it and everyone got home and said right the weekend has begun it's crackerjack it's a load of hilarious entertainment nonsense and it was it was wonderful from career you picked what is your current role uh i'm uh, well i'm the evp legal and business affairs for global entertainment at Fremantle. Um, Fremantle, we're, this bit of Fremantle, the entertainment bit, obviously very successful. You know, all the big, you know, the, the Got Talent, X Factors, American, uh, America's Got Talent, that sort of thing. Um, but we're trying to create global hits here uh, with a new uh, global uh, entertainment head, Andrew Linares. Uh, we are buying things in. Uh, we're trying to create things ourselves. We've got 20 odd production companies that are creating things around the world. And I do my best to try and uh, keep the peace amongst all of those production companies. Uh, and make sure that, that the rules that, that we use together allow us to exploit our IP as best we can. And from industry, what is your biggest gripe with the industry? I think the biggest gripe at the moment is that the level of um, selfish and short-term thinking. I think you've got to get the ecosystems right in our industry, and I don't think they are at the moment. I remember when we did the terms of trade in the UK and, and we changed the rules so that producers could keep their their rights and that turned the cottage industry into a billion pound one in a space of a few years we're obviously not in those days anymore i can see a lot of people who think oh do you know i'll just take this format and i'll i won't pay the format fee and what i'll do is i'll just change a couple of bits of it and nobody will ever notice um but if everyone behaves like that then the ecosystem is really going to break and uh, when people do have something of value they're not going to be able to exploit it either i'm really concerned that this doesn't seem to be any control on any of the buyers and there's a lot of value in the industry that's not being exploited at the moment. Um, so I think we just need to get a better ecosystem and people need to think less about their, the particular deal they're doing and more about the industry as a whole, because otherwise we're in a bit of trouble. And from the formats category, if you had a great format, would you rather sell it outright to a streamer for a buyout or hang on to it and distribute it for a chance at a bigger payday? Well, this is, I don't think anybody knows the answer to this. In fact, I know they don't because we, we've got formats that have been pretty much very successful around the world. Uh, when I was at Sony, they had formats like Millionaire that were still going. They're absolutely brilliant formats and they're still bringing money in. So we don't know how much money uh, a format is going to be worth at the end of its life. We are just starting with the streamers 
And we're seeing that, that they're very, very good at exploiting IP across their networks. Uh, something like we've got like Too Hot to Handle is a big hit for Fremantle on, on, on Netflix. And they're creating more versions of that and it is going around and it's doing well. I what I would say is it, it, when you get a new format, you've got to look where the best place to launch it is. And that might be the best audience you can reach is on the streamer, even though you're giving up rights. Because if you don't launch it correctly in the first place, you've got nothing. So it's about where's the best place to launch this particular format, given how much it costs, uh, you know, given the nature of the audience we're after. And that might be linear, but it might be a streamer. I don't think you can rule either out. And your last question is also from the formats category. What is the most disappointing format you were involved in? Something you were convinced would work, but didn't. Ah, uh, this... This was, uh, I was at Channel 5 in the UK in uh, just at the turn of the millennium and Big Brother came out and was on Channel 4 and did rather well. Uh, so we were after something similar and we had something called Jailbreak, which actually was a lovely format. It was a reality format in the same kind of vein, but people were stuck in there and had the opportunity to physically break out. You gave them some clues and that gave them the opportunity to sort of get around the guards and eventually break down the fence and get out. It was, it was a, a lovely idea for a format. Uh, and we put it on a Channel 5, and Channel 5 at that stage didn't have that many viewers. And I used to be a compliance lawyer, and I used to come to this building, 1 Stephen Street, in order to be able to do the morning compliance and dip the sound physically if people said, used bad language or, or, or you know, something else that for a compliance reason. Uh, and the Ofcom ratings for those five o'clock in the morning stints that I did, I remember coming in very, very early, was were 0%. Nobody was watching at five o'clock in the morning jailbreak. And to be honest, not many people watched afterwards. It wasn't the successor to Big Brother that Channel 5 had hoped. And, and I was rather deflated with that. Well, that concludes your five questions. Thanks, Richard, and thank you for listening in. Please visit frappa.org to learn more about what we do at Frappa and how you can support our work by becoming a Frappa member. You can also sign up for our newsletter while you are there, and we hope you tune in the next time. Bye-bye.